I V M. Hello, welcome and khushamadi. You're listening to the note with me, Maharo Khanayat. The heavily trended and heated interaction between Kangana Ranaut and Punjabi actor Diljit Dosanjh is perhaps a watershed social media moment for the farmers' protest. Now, this even as thousands of farmers in the real world are blocking several entry points to the capital of the country. They're unhappy with the recent farm laws passed by the center. In the virtual world, meanwhile, this is what happened. Kangana put up yet another ill-researched, chalo, let me put it bluntly, a fake tweet insinuating that an old lady farmer who was protesting with the thousands of other farmers was in fact a paid protester. This is what Kangana said. Now, Diljit Dosanjh would have none of it. And thereafter, started the back and forth over tweets between the two. Now, very simply put, according to me, Diljit called Kangana out for what she really is. A newly minted propagandist of sorts. The mistake that Kangana made in this particular case was that she presumed nobody would call her out. She, like she's often done in the past, put out information without verifying it and took the Twitterati and whoever reads her tweets for granted. Remember these two keywords, for granted. I will come back to them in just a bit. But let's go to the genesis of this protest and genesis of this particular fight between Kangana and Diljit. The government recently passed three farm laws. These are largely market-friendly laws where the government is saying, we will move out of the way and the farmers can directly deal with big corporates. These laws, in fact, are seen as reformist by many. Many whom I respect call these laws reformist. In its defense, the government says that these farm laws have been passed to make the lives of farmers better. What the laws are going to eliminate and what I have understood of these laws, because it's hard to understand laws, is that they are going to eliminate the middleman from the process of a farmer selling his or her produce. So before these laws were passed, the farmers would bring their produce to these government mandis. They're essentially government-regulated wholesale markets. There are about 7,000 plus of them across the country. Now, the farmers would bring their produce to the mandis. The mandis had these middlemen or committees which were largely run by the bigger farmers who had the big holdings. They ran these committees and they would pretty much negotiate the sale of the produce. Now the government is saying, we are removing these mandis, we are removing the middlemen, and now the farmer is empowered enough, he can negotiate the best possible price with the buyer directly. The government is saying, do private dealings. That's what the government is saying to the farmer. On the face of it, there seems to be nothing wrong with the laws. It's very simple and reformist. The farmer's first problem is that the laws literally came out of nowhere. Using its strength in parliament, the NDA government passed these laws without any consultation with any of the stakeholders. There was no time for farmers to understand the benefits of these laws. Even now, there is only one law of the three that the government has passed that is unacceptable to the farmers protesting. But the deed has already been done, the law has been passed, and now the farmers are not budging from what they want changed in the laws. Secondly, these laws are market-friendly. But the farmers, the Indian farmer, is extremely wary of market reforms. 
and that's because more than 60% of the farmers in india don't grow enough this is a fact they have less than 1 acre of holdings and they feel that once big corporates come into the process they're going to dictate the prices to the farmers farmer incomes as it is are dwindling and now they fear that with no government minimum support price minimum support price was what the government insured for at least 23 different types of produce that the farmers produce they would give a minimum support price to that now that is also out of the way farmers are saying that with that also out of the way we don't have the government in the mandis to protect us we will be left to be preyed upon by these big corporates and then the big corporates will dictate these small farmers which in fact makes 60 plus percentage of the total farmers of india and that in the most simplest way is the reason that thousands of farmers are protesting and their numbers are growing by the day by the day they're growing there more and more people joining them and they are refusing to relent so what are the lessons for the government for kangana and her ilk number 1 your intention might be good but take people on board before you pass sweeping reforms consult with the stakeholders don't use institutional might to take citizens for granted yes i told you guys that i will come back to these two words for granted that's the first lesson two farmers have no religion no caste and no politics this protest on the outskirts of delhi is free from all of that don't use your troll armies to drag those issues into this protest that is the second lesson for the government it is not working and it won't work every image of a farmer being tear gassed or water cannon is bad pr for a government at least this one which is obsessed with photo ops a lesson for kangana stop the fake tweets just stop and for everyone who cares to listen anti government is not anti national it is not and finally no matter the popularity of any leader or government do not take the citizens for granted that ultimately leads to political suicide if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at the rate ivm podcast on twitter and instagram And if you want to reach out to me, I'm Maharu Khanayat on Twitter and Maharu Khanayat on Instagram as well.